Hello, I'm Christian, and welcome to the Jamar International Podcast, where we talk about effective collaboration, influence, and leadership in an increasingly complex world. My interview partner is Dr. Dirk Schlimm. Dirk is an international leadership expert and the author of Influencing Powerful People. The purpose of this podcast is to share ideas and stimulate discussion, and it does not constitute professional advice of any kind. If such advice is needed, the services of a competent professional should be sought. The speakers, hosts, and Gemmar International Incorporated are not to be held responsible for any use, misuse, or reuse of the content. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another summer edition of the Gemmar International Podcast. Today, we are looking at a high-profile lawsuit that is currently being fought between Elon Musk and Twitter. And when I say high profile, I am hardly exaggerating. According to The Economist, Elon Musk's proposed acquisition of Twitter was to be one of the biggest buyouts in corporate history, worth $44 billion. But now, it threatens to become one of the ugliest disputes in corporate history. Dirk, what's going on here? Yes, uh, Christian, Elon Musk, uh, he is widely known as the uh, CEO of the electric car company Tesla and the space exploration company SpaceX. And he's also one of the, uh, the richest men actually in the world at this moment. And he had agreed to buy Twitter uh, back in April of this year, but he has since uh, uh, pulled out. And uh, while Twitter wants to hold him to the deal, he says that Twitter had more spam accounts than it had represented and that he's therefore pulling out for good reason. And Twitter and Elon Musk have then sued and countersued each other. And this promises to become a court battle of truly epic proportions. Okay, Dirk, thanks for that brief explainer. And I'm sure listening right now, all the lawyers and law students are paying close attention. But why is this of interest for our listeners? Why do we right now, why do we want to talk about this? Yes, um, first of all, you're you're right. It's probably an interesting case study for anyone who wants to learn about mergers and acquisitions uh, from a legal perspective, but also from a business perspective. But but, uh, I want to look at this under yet a different aspect. And as you can imagine, a court case like this is closely followed and it's under the microscope, uh, so to to speak. And and one person that has some additional attention on her work right now is the judge uh, in the case. And that's a Delaware chief judge or chancellor, as she's referred to, Kathleen McCormick. And from uh, what we've seen thus far, she seems to be quite the formidable jurist. Okay, that's quite the introduction. How is that? Um, Well, lawsuits are not just one or two court sessions, as you might see on on, uh, TV. So a case like this goes on for some time. And in addition to the main decision, excuse me, on the case or what the lawyers would call the merits, there are a lot of procedural issues that are fought over hard because they set the stage for the main court battle, so to speak. And I actually talked to a lawyer friend uh, last night uh, uh, about this, and he mentioned that that in his work, clients totally underestimate the, the importance of, of procedure. And so you need to be somebody who understands the law, but you also need a very smart operator in the court process to, to, to work a case like this. And so the, the rules of process matter a lot 
um, in, in those cases. And uh, there will be a barrage of, of motions and counter motions, so filing of uh, legal arguments that, that relate to procedures just to get the case into position. Okay, Dirk, that we got a good explanation there, but a little bit of legal jargon, I could say. So essentially, what I'm hearing is there's a lot of legal skirmishes for position and trying to get the higher ground before the main battle begins, so to speak. Yeah, so uh, exactly. That's right. Mm -hmm. And and some of those skirmishes have already uh, uh, happened. And, and in these skirmishes, the Judge McCormick has shown that she's not afraid uh, to make decisions, which is... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, by no means, again, uh, something that, that you can expect in every court case. It's, it's sometimes uh, uh, the judges drag things out or allow the parties to drag uh, things out. But, but Judge McCormick, in fact, has made a first ruling on the speed of the trial, something that can be quite important. And she did so after holding hearings remotely against the judicial system can sometimes be a bit archaic, but she held a remote uh, hearing because she had tested positive uh, for COVID-19, but that did not uh, deter her to hold the hearing. Wow. And so it seems to be no dragging things out with Judge McCormick. Wow. Yeah, I could say she's certainly sounding firm and decisive and relentless almost. So what else do we know about Judge McCormack then? Yeah, the, the World Street Journal uh, spoke to some legal experts who have dealt with her, and they're saying the following uh, about her. They're saying that Judge McCormick has a reputation for strong preparation, an ability to dissect complex corporate contracts, and a willingness to work around the clock when it is needed. And, and when I read that, I thought, wow, what a powerful description of a person who has what it takes to deal with an issue like this and it's a description that should cause all of us to reflect. Yeah, Dirk, certainly sounds like it, that. So let's dig in a bit. Let's get practical and unpack everything you just described. And I think we need to start at the beginning and first talk about preparation. Why is that so important? Yeah, I think we can all relate to that in the sense that any business meeting uh, is, is a bit like a can can be seen as a bit like a, like a court uh, hearing in the sense that if there are no proper briefing materials or the people who show up have not read the briefing materials, we're all really wasting a lot of time. And it's also very hard to decide something if you're hearing it for the first time without any opportunity for initial independent thought uh, or having some early uh, uh, conclusions. And uh, if you think about a topic uh, by yourself a little bit first, you're going to be so much more uh, effective in the meaning. You can more effectively listen. You can more effectively evaluate arguments. You can more effectively ask uh, questions. And then you form a better second uh, uh, opinion. So, so, so please, if you're listening to this, have that discipline put together the briefing materials, and please, everyone, read the briefing materials ahead of time. Derek, I think everyone listening would be nodding along and saying that, of course, makes sense, that helps with preparation, and that leads to perhaps greater productivity and effectiveness. But I think a lot of people might hear everything you just said and the amount of work that goes into that and might be asking, what if I'm just too busy for all that you just described? Yeah, and I would say then you're really too busy for, for, for the meeting. You're just not able to have the meeting and you need to check your priorities. You may have to delegate or just do something, but please don't do meetings poorly. And, and trust me, Judge McCormick is 100% not too busy for the Elon Musk Twitter lawsuits. 
right? That might be hard to hear, but Dirk, I think you're you're speaking the truth right there. Too busy to prepare, then you're too busy for the meeting. Okay, but let's turn to that second point you initially brought up. You mentioned dissecting complex corporate contracts. What's going on with that? Yeah, you, you, you can imagine that that for a big deal like this, a $44 billion deal, that there are a lot of complicated documents with a lot of legal jargon, jargon legal provisions, schedules, attachments, and, and other technicalities. And this is why when the lawyers start to draw diagrams to map out relationships, you know, what entity uh, relates to whom, who's owning that, who's selling what, uh, what to whom. And, and so that, that's what they start doing when they dissect those, those contracts. Right. I hear you, Dirk. So what can we learn from that? Yeah. In, in fact, is, it, it is um, the world is at large is getting more complex and business mm. is getting more, more complex as, as a whole. So it's, it's, it's more often that we are uh, confronted with, uh, with complexity. There's just more moving pieces, more players, more goals, more interests, more technology and so forth. And this is not just the consumers or other businesses that your, your company deals with. This could also be government regulators or certain interest groups or often sometimes departments within a company that can be a bit at cross purposes. And, and so the ability to dissect what's going on, explaining the players, explaining the interests, explaining the business structure, the strategy, or the plan, that's hugely uh, important. And as a manager or professional, you can make a huge difference by bringing people who are not familiar with what's going on into the conversation, bring them properly into the conversation and bring clarity as to what's going on. And that clarity can be very, very powerful. Thanks, Dirk. And I'm glad it seems like we're collecting some keywords here that people can take home with them right now. We have first preparation. Now we just got to the importance of clarity and we got that. What would be a third point we can take away here? Yeah, the third point about uh, Judge McCormick is her willingness to work around the clock when it's needed. Right. So why is that so important? It, just thinking about that working around the clock, that sounds terrible. I'll be frank for that whole work-life balance that everyone is all about. Yeah, and and Christian, so so as we have said, this kind of lawsuit is is hugely complex, and it's mm. it's always possible to look at one more argument or to go down another uh, rabbit hole. It's 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 very easy to get it extracted, and and then when you're distracted, you have to think yourself again into what can be a very complex argument, uh, even with all the clarity you're trying to to bring. And and so setting time aside and getting it done even over the, uh, the, the the weekend, that's that's what may be needed. And that doesn't mean you work every weekend or you work around the clock all the time. It just means that you do it when it's really required or more generally, sometimes you just clear the decks and you set the time aside to finish something so you, that you're not drowning in unfinished business. Dirk, that makes a lot of sense. That's very helpful. And just reflecting on my own experience there in my academic career, when I write articles for publication or perhaps in putting together papers for conferences or seminars, I find that sitting down and writing the whole thing from start all the way to finish is the best way for me to go about it. Gathering the information and the research can take some time depending on the sources, but the actual writing, actually getting my thoughts down, I tried to do that in one session and then I can polish it after getting the structure and my train of thought from start to finish. And while I grant that only works with 
uh, articles and smaller papers at this point. That's the way I find to to get it done and to get it done well. What do you think of that? Yeah, so Christian, I think that that's exactly right, because sometimes you need to even write down the whole thing down from start to finish to to end up with the clarity of thought that you need. You mm. think you have it clear in your mind, but when you start writing it down, you you, you realize you, you you really, really don't don't. And writing things down reveals gaps in your thinking. And and so it makes sense to do that when you're not writing a court decision or in your case, uh, an, an article, uh, but this could be a strategy paper, or this could be a business plan or a script for a customer mm. pitch, or mm. even a playbook for a uh, negotiation. So, so, so these things, preparation, clarity, and focus on putting things together in one work session, they're, they're, really, they're really connected. Thanks, Dirk. That, that's a helpful way to just bring that all together. And I'm sure thinking about where we started this, uh, as we see how this court battle unfolds over the coming weeks and months, in addition to the main opponents, which Elon Musk and Twitter, we could see how an additional player, the judge, Chancellor McCormick, manages the case and makes decisions and how she works more broadly. Certainly a character be to be watching in this unfolding drama that has captured a lot of attention. And right now, thinking about our conversation about this, I think this is the perfect moment to just pause and evaluate what we discussed, Dirk. So just consulting my notes here, things for us to reflect on and take away. Do we come prepared as a first point, or at least prepared when we must be prepared, whether it's for that meeting, that discussion? The second point is, do we spend the mental energy to bring clarity to complexity so that we can explain or structure things properly? Third, and that final point, do we, when the time has come, hunker down and get the work done until it's done? Those are the three criti critical questions, I believe, that should help us evaluate whether we have what it takes or where we can make improvement to get more effective. Dirk, what do you think about all that? So, so Christian, as always, great, great summary. I, I really appreciate how you uh, put things to, together to, towards the end of uh, of the show. And quite frankly, I had some listeners comment on that. They they appreciate that. So, so thanks a lot for again putting things together concisely as a bit of a takeaway for our listeners. Dirk, thank you. And that's something I've learned as uh, being a TA in my PhD program: the power of a good conclusion. Whether I'm writing my paper or marking one, it's it's always great to just recapture that and leave people with something to take away. And frankly, I do that for myself more so. But Dirk, thank you for everything you just shared. I hope that everyone will keep tabs on this Elon Musk Twitter case and look beyond just Elon Musk and Twitter themselves to everyone surrounding it. There's certainly lessons to be learned here. But unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. And just as a brief announcement, I want to let our listeners know that we will be taking a bit of a summer break. So I expect us back at the end of September. We hope that you will enjoy uh, the final weeks of your summer. And uh, if you're in a place like Canada or the United States, that may be the warm weather is something you can enjoy. But we will be back end of September. And just to announce a further announcement is that this has been the end of our first season here on the Jamar International Podcast. We hope you have been enjoying and we look forward to starting season two in the next month. And we have a few surprises for season two. Expect the same old content, the stuff that you're used to and love now, but expect some new things and perhaps a high profile interview or two. But that's it for now. We look forward to seeing you in a few weeks time. And we hope that you will continue to apply what you learned here and share the podcast if you think it will be helpful to anyone, whether that's a coworker, a friend, or maybe even a family member. 
But that's it for now. Take care.